In Genesis chapter 2, verses 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Man's purpose was to take care of the garden. For us, we are supposed to take care of our spiritual garden. The Bible has a lot to talk about gardens. Mankind started out in a perfect and sinless garden. There are no weeds, no thorns, and no pests. But when Adam disobeyed God, sin came into the world, and now we live in a fallen world with weeds and the consequences of sin. God tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. The Bible teaches us the principle of sowing and keeping. Whatsoever we plant, we shall reap in abundance. If we plant weeds, we will have a field of weeds. If we plant good plants, we will have a good and useful garden. There are two things we must do to have a bountiful garden. The first thing is to plant our garden. The first plant we should grow is three rows of peas. The first row of peas is the pea of purity. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. While God alone can cleanse our sins, we must be willing to receive the cleansing and to walk in the light every day. In order for us to be pure, we must put off the worldly characteristics of our flesh and put on the godly characteristics according to his word. Every day, we are at a spiritual war against our flesh, and we must depend on God and the Bible for help. That's right. The second row of peas is the pea of patience. In James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Behold the husbandman, waited for the precious fruit of the earth, and have long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Paul was telling fellow believers in Christ to bear their sufferings with patience because God will deliver them from all their troubles. It is the same solution for our problems too. If our prayers are not answered immediately, we must stay patient toward God because he knows what's best for us. The last row of peas is the pea of perseverance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul is telling the brethren to keep going for the Lord and not to give up. Our Christian living is like a race, and the finish line is heaven. Paul is telling us just to keep pressing on for Jesus and that each day we are one day closer to home. The second plant we should put in our garden is three rows of lettuce. The first row of lettuce we should plant is let us search the scriptures. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily, where those things were so. 
these Jews that were noble had listened attentively and respectfully to the gospel. That's right. They would later search in the scriptures of the Old Testament to compare it to the doctrines Paul and Silas were teaching. They would soon find out that the gospel was true with the Old Testament. We, too, should search the scriptures Amen. because it is what increases our faith with God and is the sword we fight the devil with. That's right. The second law of wetness we should plant is let us be obedient in all things. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, children, obey your parents in the word, for this is right. No matter how old you are, you should obey your parents. God intends children to obey their parents even if they're in a disagreement with them. When you are obeying your parents, you are obeying God. The last wolf us we should plant is let us love one another. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and know of God. God wants us to have a loving attitude toward each other and not a bitter one. When siblings begin to start fighting with each other, whether in an argument or physically, the parent will be against this behavior and will have the situation settled between the two for good. It is the same with God when he sees his children fighting with each other. Right. God wants us to love one another and to encourage one another. Yes. The dirt plant we should put in our garden is three rows of turnips. The first row of turnips we should plant is turn up for church and activities that involve the church. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Amen. Coming to church is very important, not just for you, but for everyone else that came. That's right, the second wall of turnips we should plant is turn up with a smile, even when things are difficult. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. It is easy to be down in the dumps and to have a frowned face, but God wants us to be joyful in thinking about his goodness. When you are sick, you feel miserable and feel like doing nothing. However, we should keep being joyful in thanking God for the blessings we have because it could have been a whole lot worse. The third row of turnips we should plant is turn up with determination to do your best for God's cause. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We don't have much longer till Jesus we will return, so let's do our very best for him. That's right. Let's stay determined to give all for him, and when he does return, he won't see us figuratively sweeping on the job. Yes. There's nothing greater that you can do than to be a living sacrifice for God Amen. and not praising yourself over him. That's right. The second thing we must do to have a bountiful garden is to weed our garden. Yes. When Adam sinned against God, sin began to enter this world, and weeds are one of the results of it. Weeds usually want to take over the garden and absorb the other plants' nutrients. If the weeds are not dealt with, they will overgrow and kill the plants in the garden. That's right. Sin is like weeds. 
They will never stop preparing, and the only way to get rid of them is from the roots. Yes. Yes. Every garden needs some squaws, because in every garden there are pests. These pests will destroy the plants if not squashed. We need to squash these stink bugs in our life. The first one is our stinking pride. Pride was the first of all sins, which God says he hates. In James chapter 4, verse 6, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God hates pride, and we need to get rid of it. Oh, yes. Yes. The second stink bug we need to squash is our stinking flesh. That's right. This is one way the devil tries to defeat us. And the Bible says we must crucify our flesh daily, which is the old man. In Romans chapter 8, verse 8, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We need to be careful every day not to become carnal Christians. The dirt stink bug we need to squash is our stinking idolatry. We live in a time when I is on the throne. The world tries to influence all people to be concerned about one thing, ourselves. This is in total opposition to what God commanded us. In Matthew 22, verse 38 and 38, I mean 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Again, we need to be careful who we allow to sit on the phone in our hearts. Oh, yes. Yes. The Garden of Eden had plants in it, but it also had trees. The Bible has much to talk about trees, but tonight we're only going to talk about one tree, the olive tree. Yes. The olive tree was very important to the, in the Jewish culture and everyday life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 11, verse 17, And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. We were the wild olive tree with no fruit. We were without God, washed with no fruit in our life before we were saved. When we, when we asked Jesus to save us, we were grafted and became fruit-bearing trees. The Holy Spirit was grafted into our spirit, and we are now no longer wild olive trees, but the children of God. Last, plants and trees need free things to grow. They need the sun, water, and food. We also need free things to grow spiritually. We need the Son of God who is our Lord and Savior. He is our light. We need the Holy Spirit who guides us. He is our living water. And we need the Bible to teach us and give us wisdom. The Bible is our nourishment to grow as Christians. It's our responsibility as Christians to grow in his word so that we be more like Christ and encouragement to others. Thank you.